Paradigm Show, and it's our Week 9 preview show. Plenty of great games to talk about, plus so many treats for you, so many prizes to give away. Will and Ollie in the studio will go through all the games, we'll get to your tweets, your mentions, and we'll give away all those amazing prizes from the night as well. Oh my god, I'm so excited. This is the Gridiron Show. throwing my head around then when I was moshing to the music that's a word I haven't used in many years uh, that I actually threw the headphones off my head although it may have been due to the last person who was wearing them had incredibly slick hair gel or something and they were in a disgusting state when I got into the studio Ollie hashtag Billy Big Bollocks I was not happy <laughs> straight away we've already started we need a, a little alarm or something for every time that you display <laughs> no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. If we're going to hear that, I don't know, seven or eight times, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought that was you giving another example of something we could do. But if we hear that seven or eight times a show, that's, that's going to get annoying. Yeah, and, and let's face it, it's at least seven or eight times a show. <laughs> well, should we start off with the Billy Big Bollocks? Oh, God, go on. Uh, you uh, fraped me earlier, or Facebook hacked me, or whatever we're calling it nowadays, so as we don't, affect, we don't offend uh, you know victims of rape or whatever it is that frape as a phrase does um all right mate <laughs> wow you, get get ready to time code uh, <laughs> that the... was terrible and i'd like to refute all of this how do you know it was me uh, because when i returned to the computer you started giggling before i'd even looked at it <laughs> and then i got a notification and i clicked on the notification and then you giggled even harder when i saw what the state has said which just said american football is shit i'm giving it all up never liked it anyway I deleted that after like three or four minutes. Only two people responded to it. One was my mum saying, Will, has your Facebook account been hacked? And the other was a like from Adam Rank. So I put it on Facebook. Adam Rank liked my status. I put it on Facebook, but on Twitter. Adam Rank liked it and then followed me, but re-followed me because he definitely used to follow me before, which I'm slightly offended about. Wow. Oh, wow. But we should get him on. We, I was saying we should get him on today to talk about the Cubs World Series win and his adopted love of Chicago recently. But do you know what? I don't care about baseball. I mean, it was pretty amazing. It was a great game of baseball, but those are few and far between. And let's face it, it's still baseball. Exactly. Do you know what I, that grinds my gears? <laughs> it grinds your gears. It grinds my it? gears. It grinds my gears. That... People that don't give a monkeys about baseball now are suddenly are all over baseball. Oh, for they, and they will be for the next couple of days, and then they won't care again. Abby Patterson, you are one of them. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> hashtag office cop. Office cop. Try and hashtag that. <laughs> <laughs> if you manage to hashtag that, please <laughs> at us at Gridiron. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, talking about gridiron and twitter and stuff we're going to do our prize giveaway today ollie as well as previewing all the week nine games did i win uh f- no you didn't well we don't well we've randomized the winners from the ticket holders from the weekend we have four gridiron to give away from the there's, there's so many things to talk about first of all we've got a gridiron prize giveaway which is running right am i keeping you awake yeah uh, carry on 
<laughs> Unbelievable. So there is a big Gridiron prize giveaway, which is happening right now uh, uh, on the Gridiron website to launch our new competition section, in which we are giving away an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey signed by Giants legends Amani Tuma, David Deal and OCU Manura. Did Odell Beckham sign it? A Todd Gurley jersey signed by Hall of Famers Orlando Pace and Kevin Green. Did Todd Gurley sign a it? A Gridiron t-shirt signed by Super Bowl 25 MVP Otis Anderson. Did we sign it? Uh, we can do if they want us to. <laughs> so Sorry, but that's the one you respond to. A Gridiron... <laughs> a, a free copy of, of Madden 17. Do, are you going to sign that as well? And a 2017-18 ESPN player subscription. So five winners guaranteed, five huge prizes. Head to at Gridiron on Twitter to go and enter that. But we've got our prize giveaways to give away from the party this weekend as well. Oh, yeah. So we've got, in our prize pouch, we've got a, a PlayStation 4 version of Madden 17. Okay. A Dolphins hoodie, very high quality. Ooh. A full Raiders tracksuit, again, Nice, very high quality. Would you... From Majestic. Would you wear, would you, what, okay, great. Would you wear both tops and bottoms, or are you going to mix and match? Uh, well, I wouldn't wear either of them, because I haven't won them, and it'd be disrespectful for me to wear another prize winner's clothes. If you had some 49ers <laughs> <laughs> joggers and tops... If you bought me a full 49ers tracksuit, I would wear it into work. Okay. Just, just saying. I want to buy you a onesie. There'll be a signed Gridiron T-shirt given away, signed by Super Bowl twenty-five MVP Otis Anderson, and a signed Gus Bradley Jags hat, which very quickly might become an incredibly rare item, as it will be signed by former head coach of the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars, Gus Bradley. So we'll have all that to give away shortly. We'll announce the competition winners for that, and we'll announce the competition winners for if you came to the party on Sunday, you'll know that touchdown trips and Ben Mortimer will be giving away not one, not two, but but three £200 vouchers off trips to the United States to watch a game next season. So we're going to give those away as well. Ben Mortimer will join us on the phone. That's all coming up very shortly. Polly, see, not only are we recording two shows in a row in the studio, but uh, I've seen you like twice in three days. This is a real treat. It's an absolute treat, Will. Uh, thank you for the lift home. That the- was thoroughly needed. I was pretty tired um, the last couple of days but I've been sleeping in I've been catching up on on me old beauty um, it's, I've, I've been okay how have you been? I have been utterly delightful delightful? yeah I don't know I, I, that's am I claiming myself to be delightful? I have had a delightful lifetime something like that Ben's just messaged me saying he's got four vouchers to give away I think we had three vouchers to give away so now we've got four £200 vouchers to give away Wow. Uh, I have watched a lot of Australian MasterChef in the last two days. That's what I've done. Does that... Does watching Australian MasterChef uh, inspire you, or do you just watch it because you like the TV show? A combination of the two. I like to... I like to think I can cook. I can't really, but I'd like to think I'm okay at cooking. But to be honest, I had loads of jobs to do around the house, and it's a really good show to have on in the background. It's so unnecessarily epic and quite good fun. I thoroughly enjoy it. And I enjoyed it again on this occasion. Um, Is it I, better I, than... I've literally watched it all the way up to the final. Okay, great. Who I wanted to win came second, but that's okay. I mean, you can spoil it, but because... they, they still won $40,000 in order to start their new business. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you've watched it up to the final? No, I've watched the final. Oh, you watched the final? Yeah. So why did not you just say I've watched all of it? Up to and including the final. I thought that's but what you I didn't said. say including. <laughs> so, so how do you know who came second, but then there's the final? <sighs> I don't know, Ollie. Just let me be... 
right. I'm, I, I'm now having to get to the random na- name picker again in order to pick out a fourth prize winner. <laughs> Make sure it's not Jeremy Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't say that. I can't because pre- people will then think that we are absolutely rigging it. But... No, office gossip. It's just a guy that we don't like. Cause yeah, we we're just saying we definitely shouldn't uh, definitely shouldn't pick somebody again. Oh, they're going to win it, right? Okay, good stuff. I've picked another winner, so we're all good. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> that was really. Have you got the drum rolls ready? Because we. Oh yeah, that's you. You had so idea. much fun with the drum rolls the other day that we really should get the drum rolls yeah, going again. I did like the drum rolls. Uh, I've emailed you the eighth name now, or the ninth name. Ninth name. I've emailed you the ninth name. Well, I mean, so what? Why are you emailing me the ninth? Just so it's clear that I've not rigged this in any way. You've not. We should put it on Facebook Live or something. But I just, I don't want anyone to see what I look like right now. You've not uh, John Riggins it. Uh, are we going to talk about week nine in the NFL as well? Should we yeah. talk? Uh, I'll tell you what we should start off with. The first winner! Oh, we could dot them through the show. That's a great, that's a much better uh, no, no, idea. But, but the thing is, the way I was going to do it with our prizes was ra- I was going to say, let's announce them, and it's a first come, first serve. So whoever listens to the podcast first gets in touch with us first, they get first pick from the five gridiron prizes do they need to quote something to prove that they've listened to the podcast they need to tweet us and quote the phrase they need to do that hashtag from earlier <laughs> <laughs> uh office cop up <laughs> um yeah they need to do that uh the only the other thing i've been doing the last two days is listening to a lot of vinyl my wife for my birthday i saw me this that i would say i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt that could be one of the best presents that you've ever been given, or that yeah. a friend of mine has been given. It's uh, it's a suitcase with a vinyl player inside it, with little speakers built into the side of it. So it's it can be portable, although you do need some kind of power. Stop yawning, Ollie. You're making it seem like I'm being boring. But what I do also have is my dad's old PA, who is also a close family friend. She broke up with her long-time partner, like 10, maybe even 12 years ago now. She had all of his vinyl left in her house and has gifted these vinyl to me. Gave me two big boxes, and I was like, oh, great, that'd be amazing. Let's see what's in there. She's got every Beatles record, every Dylan record, Hendrix, The Stones, The Clash, all on, like, 12-inch LP. So I've just been listening to classic albums. I was listening to the Cat Stevens' greatest hits earlier. Uh, so I've just been listening to those on my new vinyl player And doesn't it sound much better? It's so a, much better. It's a little wanky for those people that doesn't know, don't know about... Uh, <laughs> You've got a bit Norfolk again. Uh, yeah, that don't know about vinyl, but it sounds so much better. Yeah. Like, you could, like you're it. almost in the room there with them. But actually, they're there in the room with you. There you go. Uh, we'll also get to your tweets later on as well. Get vinyl. At Gridiron. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start off by looking back at Thursday Night Football? Yes, let's do that. Now, last week when we did this, you did funny little intro and outro noises, and I left them in the podcast. Do you want to do some kind of intro into my Thursday Night Recap? I really... What, what noises does... You went like... And then you did it... It wasn't actually the exact Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music, which is what I just did. But you just did like a little ditty in and a little ditty out again. Um, they were like subliminal but i boosted them up and then put them okay. in the podcast okay cool i could rip those from the last episode but i don't want to okay ah, boop. 
So it was a Thursday night blowout as the Atlanta Falcons went into Tampa Bay and finished out 43-28 to winners. And to be honest, that was flattering thanks to a couple of junk time touchdowns from the Buccaneers. It was tight at the half, six points, flag heavy in the first half without a doubt. But that Falcons offense just imposed their will in the second half. Julio Jones suddenly got into the game and they just absolutely overran them. Matt Ryan is looking unbelievably good this year. Uh, there's no surprise that he's in talks in the MVP race alongside Tom Brady. I think if Tom Brady keeps up his pace from the four games he has played across 12 games, I can't see it being quite that pace, but close to that. I, I'd be surprised if he didn't win it, but Matt Ryan should absolutely and definitely be in that conversation. It's almost a bit of a shame for the Falcons defense to have given up those late points as they took their foot off the gas, because honestly, uh, it looked like their best performance to me. Keanu Neal, superb over the middle. Um, I saw a couple of bull rushes from Vic Beasley that really impressed on the right tackle that uh, he, he looked like an absolute monster at times and I, I think if the defense raises to the level of an average NFL defense then this is a team we should be talking about in Super Bowl contention that uh, it's well worth mentioning Mike Evans two touchdown catches on the night uh, plus maybe the catch of the season certainly the catch of the season so far a one-handed three-fingered grab a la Odell Beckham although not arching back and stretching it was more like a uh, it's more to do with his height, his six six frame, jumping up to make the catch and absorbing an absolutely brutal hit from Keanu Neal, who you have to say lowered his head slightly and might get in a little trouble for that at a later date, uh, particularly when it was on such uh, such a, a highlight play, a play we'll be watching again and again over the year. But Mike Evans, to complete that catch, hold on to it, go through to the ground. Um, you have to say for Tampa Bay, they you know they tried to keep their run game going with like their fifth and sixth choice running backs. Um, I thought Peyton Barber actually, despite the fact that in terms of yards per carry was below, uh, below three on his 31 yards, there were a couple of runs where he looked very tough there going in on it and, and potentially looked like a viable back. Uh, Anton Smith taking some as well, but game flow just to take, just meant they had to put it in the air. Adam Humphreys with the touchdown, Mike Evans with 150 and two scores. Uh, whereas on the other side, Devontae Freeman continues to look good and I, I was actually kind of amazed that he didn't see more run considering the, the way that their offense was playing. Uh, but you have to say, you know, Matt Ryan throwing touchdowns to Julio Jones, to uh, the uh, Austin Hooper, the rookie tight end, Toilolo, the second tight end and to the fullback to Marco so really spreading it around and when you can spread it to that many weapons and you can be that dangerous I fear for anyone going up against that Falcons offense uh, let's go back to the show and preview the rest of week nine those were much weirder than last week <laughs> okay, but I enjoyed I them okay great that was Thursday night football Falcons at Bucks just a reminder both Ollie and I took the Falcons if I remember from earlier this week yeah Let's get Ben Mortimer on the phone and let's draw the touchdown trips, 200 pound vouchers, four of them, four whole of them. Joining us now to make that prize announcement from the brilliant touchdown trips is Ben Mortimer. Uh, Evening to you, Ben. Evening, Will. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Very well, indeed. Did you enjoy the party on Sunday? I did. It was great. Yeah, really good turnout. Um, Thank you for everyone that sort of stopped by and had a chat with us. It was um, 
a lot of good conversations going on, a lot of good representation from a lot of different teams. So uh, yeah, no, it was fun. and um, and I got to beat Matt Sherry at bowling at the end of the night. So that Bang. was good too. There you go. He is he is he just not very good. No, he, I'm just I'm just brilliant. Ah, right. He, he, he was okay. He's one of these people who claims to be good at all things physically minded, but uh, he had field goal at the Super Bowl this year and completely shanked it wide left. So. Well, that can happen to the best of us, you know, that's, that's the Redskins. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, the big thing is we have four, four vouchers to give away for touchdown trips. Just tell us what exactly the people are getting with these vouchers. Um, well, it's very straightforward. It's £200 off any um, touchdown trips um, holiday um, for, uh, you know, an American football trip. So it would be flight, hotel. Uh, game tickets and tailgate. Um, yeah, that's the, the basic components. And yes, the winners will receive to see their favourite team or team of their mate's choice um, in the US. It's, uh, just that is uh, incredibly generous. Thank you for giving away such a generous prize to our our listeners and our fans that came along on Sunday night. Um, and two hundred pounds off. Trust me, it's a big deal like when you look at the, the kind of value of what these trips are it's excellent so um you know start planning for next season if you're one of the four names who we have already drawn out of a hat not quite literally we used a random generator online and put the names of every ticket holder and email address into there so i have an incredibly attractive drum roll sound ben if you'd like to announce the first winner please and the first winner is al dixon Al Dixon, or well, it's it's certainly Dixon Al on their email address. They were one of the people who didn't give us their full name, but Al Dixon, congratulations to you. £200 off a trip to watch the team of your choice in the US. Our next winner, please, Ben. Mr. Daniel Baker. I'm assuming that's not the Danny Baker. It's a different Daniel Baker. It was not Prodnose himself. No, uh, Dan Baker, uh, who actually tweeted us asking... When are the prize draws happening? So he's a Kino. Oh, so yeah, I, are, I am delighted for him that he's managed to win. And uh, I, I don't know who he supports. I would have looked it up and I could have said £200 of a trip to go and see the Denver Broncos would be really useful. But I don't know if he's a Broncos fan. Uh, the next one, Ben, is... Bobby Wilcox. Now, I do know he is a San Diego Chargers fan who is heading out to San Diego in the next couple of weeks to go and see his team. So he's a guy who likes to travel out to the States. Maybe he won't be going to San Diego next year to see his Chargers. Who knows at this point? But £200 off wherever he goes is great value. And the fourth and final winner is Ben... It is Mr. Martin Yarnell. Martin Yarnell, brilliant stuff. Four winners, £800, £200 each off a trip out. And if you want, we can put you all in touch with each other. You can bundle it together and the four of you can go away on a lovely romantic trip together. That sounds like a great idea, Will. I think it's a wonderful idea. Uh, look, Ben, thank you again so much, and uh, we look forward to, to continuing to do great things with you going forward. We talked, I know, with people on Sunday about the fact we're going to do a trip together next year, um, so more details of that will come out. Start saving your pennies now. Um, yes, but, 
let, let me let me just uh, add in there actually, Will, because a lot of people did stop by and we got a really positive response and we got a lot of names, a lot of people signed up for, for interest in, in a 2017 trip. Um, anyone that missed us or anyone that didn't attend, um, if you do want to be, we're, we're going to kind of send out, put together an email list about keeping people updated. We're quite, quite keen on sort of polling listeners to see really what they'd like to do and throwing out a few ideas. So if you want to be on that list, uh, feel free just to send me a quick email. Uh, it's ben at touchdowntrips.com, and I'll be happy to stick you on that list and keep you updated. Brilliant stuff. And they can find you on Twitter and Facebook and the, that interweb as well? Yeah, yeah, it's all over. It's touchdowntrips.com, and then if you look at Twitter and Facebook, it's slash touchdowntrips. Brilliant. Ben, thank you again so much. Congratulations to those four winners, and I'm sure we will speak again soon. And good luck for you in your AFC North battle this weekend. Sounds like Marshall Yonder might be back. Ronnie Stanley might be back. Mm-hmm. Could yeah, prove yeah. to be an interesting battle. Yeah, CJ Mosley, hopefully. So, yeah, it's, it's looking good. Um, we actually have three guys going out. So, um, hello to Lee Butler and his crew going out tomorrow. They're going to the, They're off to see... Uh, the Steelers game and the Browns game, so I'm really oh, hoping wow. that they, uh, they they come back with two wins, uh, or at least one. Fingers crossed for them. Well, they should come back with at least one, let's be honest. If they come oh, back with no, no. wins, then uh, that's just unlucky. Uh, um, um, anyway, thank you, Will. <laughs> no, no, Ben, absolutely. Uh, big love to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, thanks. So congratulations once again to Al Dixon, Dan Baker, Bobby Wilcox and Martin Yarnell. You have all won £200 vouchers off a trip to the US to see a game of your choice next year with Touchdown Trips. That is an amazing prize just for coming along to our amazing party. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. All you had to do was listen to Ben for a couple of minutes. What a, what a treat. Yeah, and that was it. And we're going to be doing the Gridiron Tour with Ben next year, of course. More affordable than this year. Exactly, yeah. Slightly shorter, slightly less games, but Still. more contained and, and more fun. And I'm not saying more fun. This one hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah. should, we do our, uh, should we do our prize draw for the five people who have won the Gridiron Prizes? Yeah, let's do that. Just a reminder, those prizes are a PS4 Madden 17, a Dolphins hoodie, a Raiders tracksuit, a signed gridiron t-shirt signed by the Super Bowl 25 MVP Otis Anderson, former running back of the New York Giants, and a signed Gus Bradley Jaguars hat. And our winners for this are... You had one job. (laughs) (laughs) You had one job. (laughs) Sorry, I was time coding. Unbelievable. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, Do that again. And our winners are... Stephen Naransing, Luke Lala Maraharja. Why have I got such horribly difficult names to pronounce? Maraharja? No, Lala Maharaj. Do you think he's made that up? Luke Lala hyphen Maharaj. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Luke. It's a great name. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Knight, Damien Pittam, and Ian McKinnon. So just... Steve Naransing, Luke Lala Maharaj, Thomas Knight, Damien Pittam, and Ian McKinnon. Whoever gets in touch with us first gets the pick of the first prize, and so on throughout. If you don't have Twitter, email gridironpod at gmail.com. Or get Twitter just to tweet us. Thank you, Ollie. Shall we move on and talk about the Week 9 games? Yeah. 
There was one bit of news about a team who aren't playing this week, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Callis Campbell wasn't flagged for his low hit on Cam Newton last weekend, but the Cardinals defensive lineman will ultimately pay for his shenanigans. He was fined $18,231 for tackling the Panthers quarterback below the knees in Carolina's 30-20 win over Arizona. Uh, Campbell's takedown left Newton crumpled and writhing on the ground. The signal corner spoke out after the game about the number of late hits he's absorbed this season, hits that haven't been flagged by game officials. Ollie, can we hear from Cam Newton? Yeah, let's do that. It, it's not fun. It's really taking the fun out of the game for me. Honestly. It really is. Because at times, I don't even feel safe. Right? And, and, and enough is enough. You know, I, I, I plan on talking to Commissioner Goodell about this. Um, but it, it's not fun. And, and I don't know what I have to do. I mean, I, I showed a lot of frustration today, and I apologize to the referee, you know, who I was talking to. But I don't think it's a person that can 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 go through what I go through and still keep their head. You know what I'm saying? And um, hits to the head, that's one thing. But when when you're not protected in the pocket, that's another thing. And I, I, I the cleave the story of my life ever since I came in is just oh oh well we missed that one. I'm sorry. I try to get. That's bullcrap. That's bullcrap. As players in this league, we do something stupid, we get fined. If, if, if we do something derogatory to somebody else, we get fined. And I, I just can't keep accepting, oh, we missed that one, or I apologize for, for doing that, or, 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 or I didn't see it. That's, 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 that's horse crap. So, Ollie, does he have a point? Yeah, he does have a point. Okay. Um, I, I heard, uh, I saw AC Omanura say on um, on the NFL show on BBC that he is the most, f- he's had the most rough in the passer calls go for him since, uh, for the last two or three years, whatever, something like that. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you, if you listen to the Peter King podcast this week, he speaks to the VP of officiating, Dean Blandino, um, and he cites that same statistic. He's had nine calls against him since 2013, or for him, um, and that's, he said, amongst the two or three highest in the NFL. Okay, and that's as, that's as maybe, but he didn't get that call, and it was a dangerous hit. He, d- he didn't get... A ton of calls in the game against uh, the, Denver Broncos. the Denver Broncos game. He's had to go out this season, or sorry, this year already because of, um, th- oh, all right, that he was a runner that time where he scored a touchdown. I think it was against Tampa Bay. Uh, he had to go out with concussion. But there is a litany of mistakes being made by referees where they're not calling it for one reason or another. I think there's an undercurrent of a reason what it could be. Okay, here's my feeling. Hits to the head should be called pretty much every time. But he's not getting them, I still, Will. I still think they should be reviewable after we, we talked about the Navarro Bowman Drew Brees case recently. They should still be reviewable because, you know, it might be that it looks like it hits the head and wasn't. Dean Landino was interesting on this in particular because the reason he gave for why the referees didn't give it in the game, and actually I went and watched it back after hearing this interview, is Calais Campbell hits the ground before he hits Cam Newton. And actually his it's arm that makes contact with the knee first. And the rule is, is that you can still, even when going to ground, use your hands and arms in order to try to wrap up or tackle the player. It's if contact is made with your head, shoulder, torso whatever else that it becomes an illegal hit so actually he gave quite a good justification for why that particular hit wasn't given in the game now it's since obviously been decided that Calais Campbell had intentionally gone low and therefore that has been given as a a fine after the fact 
I, I just think it, the big thing is I don't the thing I don't agree with is that one player is not being targeted over another etc I do think there's an element when you get the elder statesmen of quarterbacks the Peyton Mannings the Tom Brady's who move a bit slower in the pocket who are maybe more susceptible to those big hits because of that fact they may be more likely to get the call than the younger guys, the more nubile guys, the guys who get out of the pocket and create their own opportunity to get hit, almost as it were. And I think the statistics do hold that up. But I still, I don't think, I think it's nonsense to say that he's being specifically targeted for not having calls against him versus other players. I just think we really have to make sure that if there's a call which affects the safety of a player, that call is being made. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I just think it's there's a, a massive grey area at the moment um, with a lot of these hits. Maybe referees unconsciously and, and not calling them against or on certain players. Maybe it is because he is this six foot six young athletic player, but he's still got knees and a head like everybody else, which can get severely hurt so I think it's something that they they do need to have a look at I would love to have been a fly on fly on the wall in that chat uh, with, with Commissioner Raj. Goodell yeah with RG2 yeah uh, Ollie we should preview week 9 games and make our picks but first of all I'd like to introduce the great Neil Dutton and bring a slightly earlier edition this week of Fantasy Darlings <laughs> There is no denying the fact that Dak Prescott did not play well for the majority of his Week 8 game against the Eagles. However, the numbers-based nature of fancy football means that he still rewarded any owners who disregarded my advice and started him anyway. My reverse jinx attempt failed spectacularly. So much so that I've performed a stunning heel turn this week and I'm suggesting you should have no qualms at all about firing up Dak. The Cowboys are taking on the cure for all ills defence that is the Cleveland Browns, a team who have allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, the sixth most passing yards and the most passing touchdowns. Set and forget. Prescott's opposing quarterback in Week 8, Carson Wentz, is certainly a candidate for your team's bench this week. The Eagles have owned the New York football giants in recent years, but the off-maligned Steve Spagnuolo's defence are allowing the sixth-fewest fantasy points per game to signal callers in 2016 and have surrendered the sixth-fewest passing scores. Wentz has failed to top 202 passing yards in his last three games because who would have thought that giving a rookie quarterback a receiving call that would appear outmatching a Pop Warner league would be a bad idea? While Wentz is one to avoid this week, Darren Sproles can, in my opinion, be started with an increased confidence level against the same Giants defence. The one certain thing in an uncertain world, Sproles has seen his increased role in the Eagles offence, such as it is of late, and is on course for a career-high number of carries and a projected 50 receptions. Sproles' versatile nature has always made him a tantalising fantasy prospect and a larger role makes him an interesting RB2 flex play this week. The Giants are no walkover when it comes to fantasy running backs, allowing the 11th fewest fantasy points per game to the position, but the prospect of higher volume cannot be ignored. The Eagles should continue to lean on the former Saints back, given his other options include a wide receiver who is sick of people talking about drops, yet keeps dropping the ball, and the fact that the Eagles have released a player who this week exclusively revealed that most pro-athletes carry a gun. Hardly inspires trust, does it? 
Two running backs for whom expectations should be tempered both play for the Cleveland Browns. Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson owners should all be prepared for the prospect that their boys are not likely to come to the party this week, or if they do, they'll turn up late and won't have brought any of their own beer as they go up against a stingy Cowboys defence. Rod Marinelli, a man who has proved adept at making chicken soup out of chicken shit from a defensive personnel standpoint, has seen his charges allow the second fewest fantasy points per game to running backs this season, with the six fewest rushing yards, dinging Crowell's appeal, the ninth fewest receiving yards, there goes Duke, and the eighth fewest rushing scores. They're also yet to allow a receiving touchdown to a tailback. The prospect of a Patriots v Cowboys Super Bowl is already making me feel quite ill. In keeping with the volume opportunity theme this week, Eric Ebron of the Lions is what Brumford Johnny would call a crawl space play. His floor and his ceiling are close together. That could help your team get through bye week hell in week nine. He has seen at least five targets in every game he's played this season and is likely to continue to see this level of opportunity given the recent downturn in form suffered by Marvin Jones. The Vikings have yet to allow receiving touchdown to a tight end so far in 2016, but Ebron could see enough targets to make him a viable option even if he doesn't get into the end zone. While he's given you very few reasons to start him in previous weeks, I'd be stunned if Zach Ertz made you regret leaving him out of your lineup in week 9. The Eagles tight end exploded with 6 catches for 58 yards in week 1 and has fizzled out with 9 for 92 in his last 4. He also has the same number of touchdowns as me, Will and Ollie combined in 2016. The Giants, for so long a team that ignored the linebacker position and ergo disregarded defending tight ends in the same way that I avoid fruit and vegetables, have rallied to permit the 10th fewest fantasy points per game and 10th fewest yards to tight ends this season with just a single touchdown allowed. Fantasy football is supposed to be fun, but picking this guy means a whole world of hurts. Fantasy darlings with Neil Dutton there. Uh, telling you to start and stick in week nine, basically. Lots of teams on buys, lots of information to bring you with that one. Let's start. We're going to weave in the bits of news from the last few days. Weave them in. With the games. So let's start off with the six o'clock games, UK time. And let's start off with the biggest bit of news revolving around any NFL team in the last couple of days. And that's that the Vikings have lost their offensive coordinator. Norv Turner walked away after three years with the team. Uh, maybe he saw the state that that O-line was in and it was a rat jumping a sinking ship. But Mike Zimmer said he was very, very surprised. Said he had given no thought to making a change prior to Turner's decision, denying whispers that the coaching staff was wrestling with a difference of opinion on how to fix the team's attack. Uh, Zimmer said that he has been like a mentor to him. Uh, Norv Turner described it as the hardest thing he's done in football. He respects him so much. I don't want anyone to think that I'm bailing. It just wasn't working. Now, they go up against the Detroit Lions this week, 4-4. Four and four. It's at their beautiful new glass house of joy. Um, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'll, work, we'll workshop that nickname. Um, but Beautiful new glass I have to say, with all the issues that they're having... I am severely tempted on Gridiron Predictor game to take an upset for the Lions here. I've already done it. Oh! I've taken the Lions. Would you take the Lions with the points? They've been given a five and a half point line, or are you just taking them outright winners? Just outright. I don't understand the point line, but I'll do <laughs> just outright, win- outright winners. I think the, li- the, the Lions have a really sexy offence. 
Do they? The Minnesota- oh, I guess, yeah, Jim Bob Cooter. They're, they're, there's a team who, they know what it's like to have an offensive coordinator change mid-season. Could Pat Germer be the new Jim Bob Cooter? Well, remember what happened when Jim Bob Cooter first came in? It was the Wembley game against uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And Kansas City blew them out. I can't, I'm not expecting any great changes first up. I think Sam, Bradford's look, Sam Bradford has looked not very good. He's been hit a ton. I think it was 11 in the last two games. The Vikings have the second worst offense in the entirety of the NFL. They rank 31st, Will Gavin. I mean, that's bad. That is bad. So that offensive line is, is disintegrating. You've got the Lions, who may very well have Theo Reddick back. Uh, they've definitely got, obviously, Matt Stafford and the rest of those offensive weapons. Uh, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate... I've got the Lions on this. I know the Vikings' defense is much better. Yeah, I, I, you're not wrong on the the Vikings. They only scored 20 points and averaged 275, 270 yards of offense in those two losses. But the Lions' defense is still reasonably banged up. I know Ziggy Anser's back, but he's not yet getting any pass rush. It's going to be down to that in-the-trenches battle. And I just fancy the Vikings to eke this one out at home in a desperate situation. Backs against the wall. If they lose three on the bounce, they're in real, real, real trouble, the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm going to take the Vikings, but I think it's tighter than that five-and-a-half-point line suggests. Jarrett McKinnon looks like he might not play. So that oh. means it's a, the... Do, the double duo of Asiata and Hillman, Ronnie Hillman, the forgotten man from Denver, who... That's not pretty, is it? Had he stayed or was able to stay in Denver, could very well be the at least the number two to Devontae Booker. So, Sean Hill only has one rushing la- yard less than Ronnie Hillman this season. It's just something for you to think about. Yeah, but think about that, guys. <laughs> uh, let's move on to talk about the 4-3 and three Philadelphia Eagles going to the 4-3 and three New York Giants. A couple of big bits of news around Philadelphia this week. Uh, they cut ties with wide receiver Josh Huff. It came after Huff was pulled over on Tuesday morning for speeding on the Walt Whitman Bridge and charged with possession of an unloaded handgun without a permit and a small amount of marijuana. Uh, he'd been uh, a solid special teams performer, caught just 13 passes for 72 yards, but they were a team who were already receiver light. Matthews joined the... Uh, uh, we heard Jordan Matthews this year joining the chorus, complaining about it, talking about how the team were not playing to the level they needed to. Doug Peterson has been talking about how Ryan Matthews is still their number one back even though he only featured on what eight snaps last week all in all it's looking like a bit of a mess on that Eagles offense all of a sudden uh, with Carson Wentz not getting the protection he needs up front and I am taking the Giants to get on a roll yeah I've got the Giants as well the Huff was the guy that had that 98 yard return the Huff I like that Huff the Huff the Huff was the guy that had that 98 yard return uh, for touchdown was it against the Vikings I think it was against the Vikings so they'll miss him in special teams but they've got Darren Sproles who is lightning in special teams old Sprolesy I've um, yeah I've taken the Giants they've had a week off they've had a lot of time to to scheme Rashad Jennings um, friend of the show now uh, spoke to him last uh, in the in the locker room a couple of weeks ago I think he could be back to some somewhere not n- near his best, but he's he's getting back there with Paul Perkins in the backfield as well. It's complementary to that triple threat receiving core, which I really really like. So, I th- what's the what's the line? Two and a half. Does, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it means that, 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 that New York will their mine is that minus two and a half. I don't yeah. Know. So if they've got minus two and a half points, that means they're favourites by two and a half points. So that means 
Oh, so that the the Vikings are favourites by five and a half points. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's nuts. Right, who are you taking? Uh, I've got the Giants. Uh, let's move on to an AFC North battle. The Pittsburgh Steelers at four and three going to the Baltimore Ravens three and four. It's absolutely huge based on whether Roethlisberger plays or not. When Roethlisberger has been in the league but not fit to face the Ravens, the Steelers are one and eight against them. When he's fit, they're something like nine and four against them. So, but the, listen to these uh, these lost stats to the AFC North recently. Steelers lost streak of two. Ravens lost streak of four. Remember they started the season three and zero. Oh. 3-0! And, oh, and they're now 3-4. and four. The Browns, of course, have lost all eight of their games. The Bengals tied last week. Uh, they are not a division currently playing up to a good level. Uh, but if Big Ben is back, and I reserve my right to change this on Sunday, but if Big Ben is back, I expect the Steelers to go and beat the uh, Ravens. No, no, no reserving of right. What you say in the pod goes... No, you can change it on the website. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. You can on the website. But I've just said on the podcast I'm going to change it if Big Ben is ruled out. So that's me saying it so I can do it, right? No, you're not allowed to do that. I think that's bang out of order. What goes on the pod stays on the pod. <laughs> I have changed picks on many an occasion after saying them on the pod. Based on injuries, based on loss of players, based on... Forgetting what you said on the pod. Forgetting what I said on the pod. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, fine. All of those things. I, I'm going to... I'm back in the Steelers regardless i'm oh. not gonna be i'm not gonna be one of these guys a turncoat who's gonna bulk at the first at the first sign of trouble ollie loves landry jones landry jones first sign of trouble they have lost the last two on the bounce ah, whatever i am picking the steelers i saw a, a a little vignette on facebook the other day and i almost put out a tweet i should have done probably uh about and it was about antonio brown and it had other players uh, commenting on him and uh they had Matt, pat mcafee who did a bit on him as well and a bit of they had um it, th- there was a bit of uh, footage a bit of of highlights i think antonio brown might be my favorite player that's not a green bay packer that's it's a good shout i have I, you seen that brilliant i think we might have talked about this already that brilliant pepsi max advert that he's in where no, the, you've told me about that, yeah, about... The, the guy gets the phone number of the girl and goes, this must be what Antonio Brown feels yeah. like when he got a touchdown in the end zone. And then it's him doing his dance. He's like, this must be what Greg felt like when he got Mary's number. It's really funny. And anyone that can poke fun at themselves a bit is good in my books. Well, he's in the Saturday night um, Carrie Underwood thing. Uh, so no wonder he's composed oh fun at sunday night that thing that sun, saturday night sunday night yeah <laughs> not saturday night dibby dabba da that's saturday night and i like the way you move <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's scatman this uh 90s breakdown has been brought to you by touchdown trips um uh, look, the, here is my only thinking that I fancy the Ravens. Okay. Better pressure up front. Three and four, they're desperate for the win, and John Harbour is a very good coach. And they could get back both Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, and the all-pro best guard in the league, Marshall Yonder. If they get both of those back this week to improve their O-line against a Steelers uh, defence, which still isn't great... It's getting better, but it still isn't great. Is Ryan Shazier available? There is an element where I would fancy... I don't know that. I would fancy the Ravens to maybe nick it, but I am still taking the Steelers because I am a wuss. Check this stat. This stat. Check, 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 check,
Pittsburgh are one and six against Baltimore without Roethlisberger. It's like he didn't listen to me. At the beginning of this section, I actually said one and eight, so I got it wrong. But literally, this is exactly what I said when I was first introing this game. If Ro- <laughs> Look, I'm going to reserve stat, my I, right. I got the stat wrong, so you read it out. I'm going to reserve <laughs> my right to change this. If <laughs> <laughs> Read the stat out. Wait a second. Uh, yeah, one and, one and six against Baltimore without Roethlisberger. Nine and eight when he plays oh nine and eight that's a lot shorter than I thought it was I said it was something like nine and four so I was well wrong so well, where did you get that stat from <laughs> do you just are you just making it up as you go along you almost are <laughs> I mean essentially that's exactly what I'm doing I mean it's pretty much what we do anyway but. uh I only want to talk about this next game because there's news around it, not because it's a great game. The Dallas Cowboys at the Cleveland Browns. Cowboys 6-1. and one. The only reason I mention it is the winless Cleveland Browns are hoping that they will have Corey Coleman back to help their chances on Sunday. Uh, uh, he's had a good week of practice and looms at full go, says Hugh Jackson. Uh, he was very good against the Ravens in week 204 yards off five grabs. The 15th overall pick, starting opposite Terrell Pryor could make them interesting in the passing game. It brings up the question, McCown or Kessler? McCown, surely. I think Kessler. Ooh. We all know what McCown is. We all know what he's done. He's fine. Cody Kessler, just throw him in for the rest of the year. You've got eight more games. You're probably going to lose all of them. Why not see what the young man can do? Um, yeah, OK. Well, uh, or what about Pryor? Can Pryor uh, throw to himself? Is that possible? <laughs> well, no, now they've got Corey Coleman out there, maybe they can give it to Pryor. Uh, Cowboys are seven points favourites in this one. Just so you know. So that means... Why have we started giving favourite lines? I don't this know. It's because I don't know, understand. I didn't understand them. And I'm means, pretty sure it, it that every year, you, it, once a year, you've tried to explain it, this to me. It means what you can do is you can bet for Cleveland with the points, and if Cleveland lose, but they lose by less than seven points, you still win the bet. Or you can just bet straight up win-lose. So if you want to bet for the Cowboys, you could bet that the Cowboys win, or you could bet for them with the handicap, and they have to win by more than seven points as you lose the bet. Isn't that the most obvious bet? You could almost put your house on it, that kind of bet. Well, these guys in Vegas are pretty smart. Do we need to talk about this game anymore? We're talking more about the betting line than we are the game itself. Probably for good reason! Uh, Gamble responsibly, guys. Um, I've gone the Cowboys, yes. Uh, I think that's absolutely fair. Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're at the Kansas City Chiefs. They're two and five. The Chiefs are five and two. Uh, It will be Nick Foles under centre. Alex Smith not ready to go for this weekend. He had a very good game coming off the bench last week. We don't know who's going to be running back at the moment. Looks like it could be a combination of Sharkandrick West. Friend of the show. And uh, who did they sign off? Bishop uh, Sankey. Bishop Sankey. Could even be a combination of those two out of the backfield. I will predict that Sharkandrick West gets four times the amount of work as Bishop Sankey. I don't think that's gonna, they're going to share or uh, at all. Share loads in any way, no. shape or form. No. Thankfully for all concerned. <laughs> Look, uh, I... Yeah, this is a Chiefs win. I no longer... I refuse to pick for the Jaguars now. Yep, yeah, Chiefs win for me. We have they've agreed made, on every single one so They've far. made me too sad. 
Um, is that the last of the early games? No, there's one more early game. It's the three and five New York Jets going to the three and four Miami Dolphins. Miami in the uh, it's the way they say it in uh, that Will Smith song. Welcome to Miami, M A E Miami, Miami. Another nineties breakdown for you. Yep. Uh, Alex Biddle is looking at me through the glasses. If I'm going to need to do something here, where is he? Uh, he's wandering the halls like a oh, roaming. Comes waif i don't know what that means um is he coming in is he going to talk to you i haven't seen him He's i'm not... wondering if i've got to do work or not that's all i'm wondering but have you not got the tennis on in there uh the tennis is on but it's not on in here uh well, why don't you have it on in there? took the first set six love right so i may need to do work quite soon sooner rather than later let's see how we go okay uh the only the only reason i mentioned the jets dolphin sheldon richardson uh spoke out this week saying he feels like the odd man out everyone's been effective so far there's a surplus we've got three guys that play the same position uh, his name did come up during trade discussions he wasn't dealt but it won't be a surprise if sheldon richardson is gone in the off season uh one more year on his rookie contract that will pay eight million dollars with the jets signing Mohammed wilkinson to that huge five years 86 million and leonard Williams becoming a force it looks like Sheldon Richardson is becoming surplus to requirements but he would make an excellent addition to a lot of teams in the NFL I'll take him I'll take him at Green Bay yes please Um, this Jets offence has been just a shambles this year Matt Forte has uh, not looked good and yet somehow put six touchdowns in Ryan Fitzpatrick just loves to turn a ball over they had a great second half he only had 30 yards in the first half against the Browns last week he had a great second half but Brandon Marshall just doesn't look like he can get going Quincy and Nunwa's been their most impressive receiver so far and Miami the last two weeks have looked very very good their offensive lines got together particularly the left hand side of it Jay Ajayi obviously has run for all of those yards it's really that matchup of Jay Ajayi up against the Jets defensive line which is going to make this one do you know what I'm going to go for a Jets upset oh okay so the first time that we just did you take the Vikings or the Lions I took the Vikings. Oh, I've gone Lions. Okay, so we disagree for a second time. I'm gone. I'm gone. Why can't I talk? I've no gone. Idea. I've gone for Miami. The Jets are last in pass defense this year. Okay, they've got Ryan Tannehill throwing at them, but with Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, um, I think those are two very, very good guys. It'll be interesting to see which one of those <laughs> ends up lining up against Revis on that uh, their right hand side, Jets' left hand side of the field. Uh, I expect them to be torched in this. Jay Ajayi to get another 100-yard game. Not another 200, that would be ludicrous. But um, I'm going for a, a, a good Miami win. Uh, what have they got in Vegas? Three and a half points. I think Miami will beat them by more than three and a half points. To the late games! Woo! The Carolina Panthers head to the LA Rams looking for their first road win of the season. They're two and five. The Rams, three and four. Um, again, this match comes down to the trenches for me. If Jonathan Stewart can get going early against that stingy Rams front seven, I think the Panthers will be fine and should win in the Coliseum. But if Aaron Donald et al. can keep their running game restricted and make Cam Newton one-dimensional, then the Rams have got a shot. I was just so disappointed with what their offence offered up in Wembley. Um, I'm taking a Panthers win on the road. I've also got a Panthers win on the road. Do you think we'll ever see Todd Gurley have a breakout game this year? Do you th- is, 
Is he done? It's tough. It's really tough this weekend against that. Uh, just because the Panthers' interior of that line... So is he done? That's a ludicrous question. I've only just really listened to you. He's not done. No, he's hugely talented. He's just on a bad football team. Um, but finally, out of seemingly nowhere, that Panthers' interior line got really good last week against the Cardinals, and they restricted David Johnson to very little in terms of running yards. Yes, he caught some passes out the backfield, but uh, if they can do the same again this weekend, do not expect the Todd Gurley breakout game to happen this weekend. Now that I've said that, he will run for at least 150 yards. I've gone for Carolina too. Colts at Packers. Colts 3-5. and five. Green Bay Packers 4-3. and three. Uh, James Starks returns to practice for the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be interesting to see how they line up on offence, but not that interesting because the Indianapolis Colts are not a good football team. Packers no. win for me. Yeah, big Packers win for me. I'm really looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers et al continue that offense play the the way they've been playing and uh, especially against Atlanta last week there are a lot of injuries on the Packers defense but I I don't think uh, the Colts have enough across the board to trouble the Packers I am going for the Packers look I think the late win the the second half performance over the Bears and losing just to that late touchdown last week considering they were missing Eddie Lakey Eddie Lakey Eddie Lacey James Stark Sam Shields Damaris Randall Quentin Collins Randall Cobb Ty Montgomery Clay Matthews and Jared Cook all out of that game was an impressive loss if there is such a thing I think they'll go to five and three mm-hmm. over the Colts at Lambeau can we just have a quick round of applause for Sky Sports Not often I applaud them, but this weekend in the late game, they are showing the Tennessee Titans at the San Diego Chargers. Bold. Not the sexiest game on paper, but for me, this is the pick of the late games. I'm really, genuinely excited about this. Titans look like a half-decent football team. Issues in their secondary, but their offense has started firing in recent weeks. Good front seven. The Chargers are unlucky to be 3-5. and five. Yes, they were found out by the Broncos last week, but they've got an offence which is somehow still firing, thanks to, um, I always want to say Melvin Ingram. Uh, Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I get Melvin Ingram, Mark Ingram, and Melvin Gordon all confused. Thanks to Melvin Gordon. Uh, they have managed to keep Gordon that offence going, despite all those <laughs> wide receiver injuries, despite those offensive line injuries, despite those defensive injuries, and I fancy them to beat the Titans, but I think it's going to be a really good game. Oh, I've gone Titans. I like the one-two punch of Henry oh, and um, DeMarco tasty. Murray. I really like that. I think they've got uh, Mariota finally playing some good football. They look really good against the Jags, although the Jags did look really bad um, this time, pretty much this time last week. So I have taken the Titans. Do you know who isn't going to be named Offensive Rookie of the Year because of the performances of the likes of Zeke Elliott? and Dak Prescott and whoever else but has been brilliant that's Jack Conklin the right tackle for the Titans I know that's not an exciting or sexy pick but he is a brutal mauler up front so powerful and he really gets that running game going and does not look in any way like a rookie I'm going to get him on the show next week (laughs) honestly I'm going to do it I'm going to get in touch with the Titans guys and see if we can get Jack on the show I'm going to I've got a uh, I'm going to a surprise guest for you next week Oh really? I've got a I've got a genuinely really exciting guest for you. Is it Aaron Rodgers? No. Is it Warren Moon? Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I suppose we have to talk about this game. The 49ers coming off their bye at 1-6 and six welcome the Norlin Saints Norlin. into the Levi's Stadium. Uh, Saints are going to be getting back Sheldon Rankins, their first-round defensive tackle. He's back in practice. It also looks like Delvin Bro. Uh, he's been progressing in a big way. Unlikely to start this weekend, but they've improved D. Could be getting two big pieces back. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in that backfield because Mark Ingram, two fumbles in two weeks, saw him benched in the first quarter last week. Tim Hightower came in and ran for 100 yards. But to be honest, they could share the snaps equally and both run for 100 yards because that 49ers run defence is terrible. Why is it so bad? Um, because we're not a good football team. Okay, well, wonderful analysis from uh, <laughs> Will Gavin. <laughs> Moving on, uh, I've gone... Oh, I've gone as 49ers, but I want to change wow! it. Wow! No, pick the 49ers. I've gone 49ers. Because it'll be funny if we win, and then you've got that hot hanging over me that I didn't trust us to win, and I went with the Saints. I believe in Colin Kaepernick against not a very good Saints defence. I think it could be a bit of a shootout, this. I'm, I, in fact, I'm looking forward to this game. Did somebody fart? You. There's a bad smell in here. Oh. It's your belief in Colin Kaepernick, that's what it is. Oh, just because he kneels down. You're one of the worst. Pe- bringing politics into this show. It's nothing to you do with that, and you know sick. it's not. I am you're the worst War person ever. You know I'm Talks War 2's American political correspondent and race correspondent, thanks to all of that nonsense going on. Uh, oh, it's all right. Really big bollocks. Joe Fratonga's winning the second set, so we're all good for a little while longer. Uh, what a great game on Sunday night. The AFC West is bringing the heat. Can we get away with using that, or do we feel a little bit like we're ripping off ATN a bit too much? Do they do that? Oh, all the time. Uh, well, we only use it once. Uh, Broncos, 6-2, and two, heading to the Oakland Raiders, 6-2. and two. But the Oakland Raiders, who five of their wins have come on the road, all, both of their losses have come in the Coliseum. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great game. The AFC West bringing us the great games. I love it. I love it. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm smiling about it. It's that great. Derek Carr has looked incredible this year. So much so that it's boring to talk about your own fantasy team. Someone dropped him in one of our leagues. Whoa! I had Carson Palmer. I've picked up Derek Carr, Whoa. and I'm feeling great about it. That's ludicrous. Um, it is a case of a high-flying offense who scored went over 600 yards last week, but had a ludicrous number of penalties against a Broncos defense who are still very good, whether you like it or not. I'm going to take the Broncos because the Raiders are so mistake-laden. I think the Broncos don't make as many mistakes, and that's the big difference between the two. I have taken the Raiders. Ooh. I believe in Derek Carr to continue this hot streak, to make it to Cooper and Crabtree and Seth Roberts et al, for Market King to get a touchdown. It will be incredible, and the autumn wind will roar. You could just insert the music if you wanted. Yeah, we don't have it. <laughs> autumn wind. What is it? It's a bitch. I can't remember. Seahawks uh, are at home to the Buffalo Bowls on Monday in night football. The Bills at four and four. The Seahawks at four and two and one. That big loss against the Saints last weekend, big in terms of impact on the season rather than literally the size of the defeat. Um, and... 
Russell Wilson still does not look fit and Buffalo can get a huge amount of pressure up front with that really impressive bunch of string of nobodies that they've had in that defensive back. Lorenzo Alexander has nine sacks on the season, having come into this season at 33 years old with one career sack. It's ludicrous. That's insane. It. The Bills have really got it going on defence this year. What Rob Ryan and Rex Ryan somehow turn into a good coach when they combine, I don't know. You want to go Seahawks because they're at home. LaShawn McCoy is back in practice. If LaShawn McCoy plays, I kind of think I want to take a Bills upset. If he doesn't, I'm not sure they've got enough on offence against that Seahawks defence. So overall, I'm leaning towards the Seahawks at home. Uh, I've gone Seahawks at home, yeah. I'm, it, it, it kind of depends on the Sean McCoy, but maybe it doesn't because the Seahawks' defence is very good. They are missing Michael Bennett. He's still out, uh, I think, uh, maybe another two weeks. He's had a little bit of surgery. I don't know how you can be out from surgery and then be back in two weeks. It's, that's it, it, The body's just, incredible. Just, the a way wee, it, just a wee little surgery. It's, it, it's incredible the way it heals, isn't it? I think it's amazing. Um, Ollie Hunter loves the human body. Yeah, I do. I have gone the Seahawks, though. I believe in Russell. That is week nine in the books. Shall we get to people's tweets, Ollie Hunter, before we go? Hmm? Shall we get to Ollie Hunter tweets before we tweet, Ollie Hunter? Shall we get to them? Okay, you said, shall we get to the the tweets? Shall we get to the tweets, Ollie Hunter? Before we go, (laughs) I thought you would come up with with my inflection. Yeah, yeah, your inflection wasn't quite right. All over the shop. It really. uh, It's because I really needed to burp, and I was trying (laughs) to keep it down. And then I did it off mic after I finished talking. Uh, I can see the tennis. You're fine. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, Neil Dutton says thoughts of the pending release of caramel M and M's, as per Rumford Johnny. Caramel. I'm intrigued. Do you know what they need to be, though? Can you have caramel and nut with that? They need to be. Dude, Snickers are great. Yeah, they need to be not too soft. It needs to be a good, chewy consistency. Almost toffee like in its consistency. If it's a soft caramel, I'm not buying in. Okay, so the picture has the red one and the yellow MM. They've got one half each. And the caramel has been pulled apart from each of these halves to spell the word caramel. That doesn't look like. It would be sort of a, a soft, a harder caramel, but it looks like it could be a soft caramel. Well, I, I think that's just the branding. I don't think we need to think too much about that. Okay, thanks. The thanks. best, the best M and M's are the pretzel M and M's, though. Fourth spot in the AFC West goes to a team with a winning record. Agree or disagree? That's from Adam Foxcroft. I, I want to agree because I really like the Chargers, but my kind of feeling on it is that. They all play each other so many times still for the rest mm. of the season that I think the Chargers could end up at maybe 500. That does, that's not a winning record. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm, no just, one I'm with, just going to say no. I'm but just no one say no. with a losing record. Okay, he goes on to extend this. Does the fourth place team in the AFC West end up with a better <laughs> record than the winner of the AFC I've just South. Seen that tweet. That's incredible. Um, no, because the Texans keep fluking their way to win somehow. But that's a great question. And if that does happen, um, I will buy you a beer, Adam Foxcroft. Wow. Okay. Just because it's, it's, just, it's a great question. Uh, Tom Knight says, Off the back of Neil Dutton, are peanut M&M's, peanut butter M&M's, the best sweet ever? If not, what is? And don't you dare say crunchy. Well, they're obviously not. Okay, what, what, what is? They're a good sweet, but yeah. they're not the best ever. What? What's the best ever? 
That's too much for me to think about in one sitting. Uh, first thing comes... I'm going to say Mars bars just to annoy Neil Dutton. Um, no, Mars bars aren't great, are they? No. Um, I, I really like cola bottles. Nice. Okay. Blue, blue dolphins are pretty good. Do you know what? It's jelly beans. Jelly beans? Jelly beans are my favourite. What about jelly bellies? Do you like jelly bellies? Well, jelly bellies are jelly beans. No, you can't just say jelly beans as... That's like saying chocolate. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Or, gum- in the same- or gummy sweets. No, that's the same as saying chocolate, because then you could be including wine gums and snakes and all that no, stuff no, no, as well. No, no. You're, you're utterly Jelly wrong. beans is specifically a hard shell with a softer inside in a bean shape, which covers both the jelly beans that I buy from Sainsbury's when I go to the cinema, which is why I'm such a fat bastard and I'm going to get diabetes, and jelly bellies as well. Same, same spectrum. I disagree. I think there's a massive difference between those jelly beans, which are the which are totally different to jelly bellies which are bespoke posh jelly beans i think jelly bellies are the greatest sweet ever and not jelly beans as a whole next question please uh jake viney which recently last two seasons retired player would you like to see come back for the end of the season tell tgs hashtag hashtag harvin uh, oh based on the um right okay uh, easy for me I will go first. Go on. I would like Marshawn Lynch to come back to Green or come to Green Bay. Come, come back, but not play for the Seahawks. No, come back, not play for the Seahawks. Play for Green Bay. Take us to a Super Bowl. Marshawn uh, Lynch, the beast. Um, uh, Patrick Willis, Justin Smith, Chris Borland. Um, <laughs> 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 you, you remember how the entire 49ers defense retired in the last eighteen months? <laughs> All of them, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what about Alex Smith? Would you have him back, even though he's not retired? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't like this. You're <laughs> that, a bully. That's very funny. I've got to go and present tennis. Come on, what else have we got? Uh, uh, Fox, Foxcroft says, if you thought saying two seasons took Tebow out for the running, sadly he hasn't retired. That's true. Uh, Cal says, at the halfway point, which disappointing players most likely to get red hot down the stretch? OBJ, Wilson... What do we consider down the stretch? Well, from now, I think Russell. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I think Russell Wilson will get fitter, and therefore they'll be, they're still going to be a playoff team. And by the time they get to the playoffs, I would be surprised if we didn't see the old Russell Wilson back. So that's a really good shout. Um, Aaron Rodgers, which Alex Everson has got in touch, saying which is ridiculous. He's Al- already he's already on his way back to being hot again after last week and the and the yeah, second half of the Bears. So, stick to supporting Reading, Alex. Uh, don't say that with such disdain. Right, um, right, he suggested OBJ, didn't he? Let's just have a look: Eagles, Bengals, Bears, Browns, Steelers. Some bad secondaries there. Actually, Odell Beckham could be a really good shout. Um, Todd Gurley, however, is not. I've just I've just responded to their ones rather than thinking of any of my own because. I'm tired. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Adam Barton, how many divisions are sewn up? Which teams are forked? Forked someone else does that, don't they? Yeah, one of those other podcasts. Yeah, so we don't do How forking. many divisions are sewn up? The Patriots have won the uh, AFC East already for my money. Um, I, I think that's it. I don't think there are any others that are sewn up. I would Falcons, argue maybe? that the Falcons in the NFC South might be. If they but win this weekend, if they win tonight over the Bucks, and we'll already know that by this point, and the Saints do lose to the 49ers, then they have sewn that up, yeah. All right, fair enough, yeah. 
but the Saints are going to win, go four and four, and go hot down the stretch. Do you know who I think will go hot? Mark Ingram. There's a player who can go hot down the stretch after running for 150 yards against the 49ers. I'm going to go a whole team that's going to go hot down the stretch. The Carolina Panthers. Sexy. Oh yeah, that's how I roll. That's how I roll, guys. Uh, any more for any more? Um, Jay Viney, yeah, you are a bit late on the ties, mate. We did that last time. Moving on. Uh, which teams with a losing record do you think are well placed for a run to make the playoff? Hashtag hot down the stretch. That's not hashtags. Uh, that's <laughs> that's something I've added. <laughs> I like hashtag hot down the stretch. Um, uh, e- either the Bengals or Ravens could very well still win the AFC North at this point. We know the Steelers' penchants for getting offensive injuries or um, suspensions. Um, the Colts at three and five, just because it's a terrible division. Uh, the Chargers, we—I don't think they can at this point. Uh, but I'm not completely ruling them out. The Cardinals, they're only three and four. They could still make a playoff run. And I've just said the Saints as well. So there's a few there. Yeah. There's I, a few I, 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 agree, I agree with all of those. That's all our questions for Dave. Thank you very much. Lovely. Uh, well, Gavin, we're coming to the end of the show. Have you any final thoughts? Uh, no. And I like that you asked me this week. That excites me greatly. Uh, we'll have another show next week. We're going to try and get some surprise guests on. Kill surprise. Um, uh, otherwise, tweet us at Gridiron. Go to iTunes, give us five-star ratings and lots of lovely comments, because it does help us get the podcast more out there. Um, and we will have a proper announcement about our Super Bowl party very soon, because I'm having a sit-down with them in the next week. Do you want me to come? Uh, to the Super Bowl, yeah, please. No, We've to the got party. flights booked and everything. To the party uh, meeting. I can come. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't go to the party, you're going to be in Houston. Yeah, yeah. I come to the meeting. Okay. I help out. I'm I'm good at these things. Let's see how we do. Uh, that, means, that means a no, guys. Doesn't, doesn't think I'm good at these things. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you're going away on a tour soon, so screw you. I'm great at these things. You are great at these things, and you're a beautiful man. Well, next week, guys, we will be doing our half-season... Awards! Yeah, we will. We need to hit up Paolo Bandini and Mike White and Matt Sherry. And if there's anyone else you want us to get on to take part in the mid-season, post-season awards, then tweet us at Gridiron and tell us and we'll think about it. Uh, Also, let us know some categories that you would like. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Categories. Funny categories. uh, Or normal categories, but given a funny name. Ollie, really genuinely this time, any final thoughts? What do you mean? You didn't ask me generally before. <laughs> <laughs> How can you ask me really generally this time? Otherwise, thank you for listening, everybody. This has been The Gridiron Show. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Hello, you're listening to the Horse Ramble.
Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play or to win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Full terms apply. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org.